Welcome back to Peculiar Objects. I am your host, Nigel Collins. With me are a few of my friends, Anthony, Casey, and Steve. Uh, last episode, we got to kind of do a recap of the world building, see how Spencer's Folly's doing in the last six months since we left off. Uh, and upon doing that, uh, we've discovered various new establishments. Being, uh, We got a new mall called the... Moosewood Falls. Uh, we got a yeah. cool little consumer electronics uh, called the Beyond. Uh, the PTA is a little it shooken may or may up. Not be haunted. Yeah, may or may not be haunted. The PTA is a little uh, different now. They got it towards the protectors of the adolescents, I believe, uh, as well as uh, a counter group, the ATP, which I'm not exactly remembering. Uh, the Association of Tabletop Players, right? Run by right. Jeff, who wins at who who works at the video store. Well, Jeff, who owns the video store now, which yeah. is even Jeff better, Jeff, who wins at life. Yeah, Jeff is yeah. <laughs> Jeff is moving up on this, and I'm proud of that guy. Uh, the Bobs, uh, they're kind of trying to do both a sh- sword and shield approach now, and uh, we got yeah. big business coming back in. We got a mall. We got the lumber mill back in uh, business. That's great. And upon that, though, uh, oh, as well as a, an adorable little uh, pet store called Whiskers and Tails, which I'm sure Aww. everyone's going to be excited about. Originally, Whiskers and Paws, but there was a copyright issue there, so they had to change sure. the name, and that is okay. Uh, some of the rumors going about is there's a bit of cannibalism potentially going on in Spencer's Folly. Uh, in a lot of ways. Sloppy Joe is yeah, not a metaphor. Right. Both Robert and Shelley uh, potentially have quit both of their organizations. Uh, there's a hidden mass grave somewhere in Spencer's Folly. Uh, there's a fruit tree that gives truths named the seed of truth, a tortoise that if you catch it, keep your eye on that guy, uh, will grant you a wish, I believe. And then yeah. apparently Mr. Thomas and Miss Erickson are potentially getting it on, uh, oh amongst that various scapegoats, uh, public science. I he said scapegoats. Scapegoats indeed, dude. They are. <laughs> he was a skater goat. <laughs> he said boo and later nope. Okay, Johnny Figueroa has apparently left Spencer's Folly. Uh, uh-huh. There's also... Wait, Nigel, mm. wait, I have a question about that. Yes. Is Jimmy still there? And if so, how do we know it's not just Johnny? We won't know until we start playing, because that's how that's Rumors works point. in this Fair show. Fair enough. These are all Rumors, I'll man. shut up. It, no, I mean, that's a fair... I, I'm glad you're intrigued, and uh, we will find out. I didn't want to drop that idea. We gotta check the stores, man. Uh, also, apparently there's a, a war between werewolves and vampires that happens for 30 days when it's nothing but night. Uh, there's sure. a traveling phantom stank that's going around. <laughs> and finally, Mayor Seawards apparently wears a toupee, but you didn't hear it from me. Or does the toupee wear him? Plot thickens, unlike his hairline. Why certainly, boys. <laughs> so... What we're doing today is we get to meet our characters, guys. This is very exciting. Um, I, for one, am pretty thrilled about this. Um, and I uh, I got my whole format. We're going to do it similar to how we did it last season with a different approach with certain things. So I'm going to stick with a little bit of the kids on bike question format as well as mm-hmm. bring in a little bit of fate. So instead of it potentially Ooh. having it to where it's two questions from kids on bikes, I'm going to do one from kids on bikes, and then I'm going to have it to where I'm going to give you guys the option to grow on other people's characters, give them traits, give mm-hmm. them exposition, various things to have it to where their character helps. And then we can like line it up and give them plus ones or twos on that particular skill set. Ooh. Okay. Um, 
before yes. we start, I do have a question. Like, are you gonna let the the people listening know that we know each other, that we were supposed to have known each other from childhood? That's a fair point. Um, that is something that the audience should know, and we'll start with that. That's just a basic fact that they should know. Is uh, okay. a a common theme is that they've grown up with each other. Um, small town. Small town. Uh, they were all various friends, like in kindergarten. And then, depending on how you guys answer the questions. Plot twist we're all babies. They're all babies. This is just a Muppet Babies Kids on Bikes. Surprise. Season two, The Moosening. I'm kidding, Anthony. I know you hate that name. But maybe not. So, before we get into uh, the relationships, we gotta know the names, guys. We gotta find out who our characters are. So, who yeah. who would like to go first? Are, are we only saying the name, or are we talking anything else about our character? Just the names? We're gonna start off with uh, first name. Okay. Uh, so, uh, my character doesn't have a first or last name. God damn it. They just go by K.R. Oh, like a, kind of like a KC or like, unlike our KC, but like, yeah, or but a JR. Like, Casey, but or... like the other KC. Yeah. Yeah. I dig right. it. That's a, that's a very 80s. I, I used to be known by AJ for like a few, a few years back when I was like eight or nine. Cause sure. I thought it was fucking cool. Uh, right. Cause you always had a Jansport backpack, Anthony Jansport. I knew a couple JJs when I played soccer. Anthony William James Moore stands for. <laughs> Anthony wears a Jansport more. KR. Nice to meet you, dude. Sense. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Casey, how about yourself, my friend? So, my character doesn't go by his first name. Okay. Uh, he goes by DeSoto, which is his last name. DeSoto. <laughs> Such a strong opening for us, guys. None of right. us actually have first names. <laughs> we did not arrange this beforehand, but this is this is on brand. Uh, no, I did just want to say briefly, and th- this is an aside, and I apologize. I'll let us get back to the intro shortly. I did want to say uh, this was breaking news. This is not a goof. This was breaking news literally the moment before I came up here to record. And Nigel, I think you'll this will be personally relevant to you. Uh, it would appear that, uh, for fans of My Favorite Murder out there, it would appear that we have lost Elvis the cat. Uh, he was <sighs> not doing well for some time and has set off for the undiscovered country. He went for that final cookie, and where it landed was beyond the Valley of the Three White Horses. Uh, so, our our hearts go out to Karen and Georgia and all the people who loved Elvis. Now I'm blanking out on the dude that takes care of Elvis. Uh, Vince? No, that's the husband. Steven. Steven. I didn't want to say, like, Steve or, like, you know, like, Sam. And then, like, be, <laughs> I don't like, know him that well. <laughs> no, I, like, I, uh, I'm i just, I'm in shock. I, I apologize. This is, this is terrible. And, uh, you know, rest in peace. And this is, 2020's been a RSVP very. RSVP Elvis. Yeah. 2020's been a really rough Couldn't year. Couldn't give us the last 20 goddamn days of the year. Thony, what were you going to say? Uh, I, I don't watch my favorite murder. Like, the only time I've ever listened to that no show. No one does. I've been, whatever. <laughs> what, what's it called? <laughs> What did I say podcast. Wrong? You what don't watch it. It's a podcast. Yeah. Well, I say watch everything. Like, I watch books, <laughs> I and I watch TV shows, and I watch Yeah, I, I know. I don't see I watch that video games. I should be expected to accommodate. <laughs> I accommodate you for saying RSVP, which is the dumbest version of RS of RIP I've ever Rest heard. Rest so very peacefully. So I don't see the problem. Respondez-vous, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> That's the problem. I respond that. to your inquiries. Uh, you were saying. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't care about my favorite murder. Uh, the only time I've listened to it, like, it's been deeply upsetting to me. Uh, yes, yeah, same. But, 
Uh, I do understand having a very, very intimate emotional attachment to a podcast creator's cat. Bagels the cat. Of course. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani and M- Emily V. Gordon's cat is also uh, – a, a, a podcast cat that kind of sits rent free in my mind. Top tier podcast yeah. cat. Yeah, uh, up there with celebrated local cat Denmark J cat. Rest in peace. RSVP. Our condolences. Uh, but uh, particularly, they they created a song for Bagel based on the Mario yep. uh, Worlds two. A couple songs. Uh, music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and it just like every so often I'll be I'll be uh, washing my dishes or cooking dinner and all of a sudden I just hear. Bagels is a cat. You're a baby cat. <laughs> You're a baby cat. Yeah, we do that to Holland, my new little one. They also do another one that I only do in private. It's when they tried to get Bagel to go to sleep by getting her high as fuck off treats and hoping she'd just conk out. And they would just go, Bagel have a treat and step into oblivion. And I just get it stuck in my head on loop. Oh. So podcast cats are very good and we love them all. Right. Steve, who's your character? Uh, The only normal character, apparently. <laughs> Uh, his name is Jamal. 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 I like it. Okay, dope. So, starting off the proper format, we are actually going to go next into selecting a trope for each of your characters. Uh, yeah. The, you got your basics, you know, you got your bullies, your blue collar, uh, your plastic Barbies, um, as well as, like, horror tropes. The cheerleaders, nerd slash stoners, the nice guy, the final girl, things of that assortment. So... Anthony, with KR, what trope do you feel KR falls into? Okay, so I I, I actually guess I didn't even look at the tropes and stuff like that, so... Is that right? Um, <laughs> how, would you, how would you describe KR? Well, that's that's like... Uh, so KR is the teenage detective. He's a teenage detective. Like, that's oh, okay. his big okay. thing. Uh, um, I think my problem is... I think I didn't pick one on purpose so we could discuss about it when we're there because I remember mm, looking same. at this and thinking a lot of this stuff is, is for kids. So like my, my initial thought immediately was scout. Um, but I don't feel like the scout trope really fits into, um, what he really is. Mm-hmm. And the, the tropes listed in the book are just suggestions. Yeah. Right? Like we're well within our rights to cobble something else together. Absolutely. Yeah, because like, like if you're looking at the tropes themselves, like they they give you where you should put each of your your your, your brawn, your fight, your great, your oh. charm, mm-hmm. your brains, your flight, all of those things. All of those things can can be fit any way you want to, as long as they fall through that uh, specific thing. So, um, yeah, that's here what is I did. here is what here is what I'm I'm wanting this character to be. Uh, mm-hmm. He he he's the the a teenage detective. He is an encyclopedia brown, a a hardy boy. Uh, uh, no, I don't think he's like Johnny Quest, uh, <laughs> either. Um, but like yeah, a, like, an updated. Like well, no, I mean the Venture Brothers. I mean they they definitely strayed into like the Johnny Quest territory, but they also definitely had teen detective vibes, or so I felt. I could be wrong because very... they were more like the Hardy Boys than Johnny Quest. No, yeah. I always it was always the opposite. I watched I watched the Venture Bros as as a Johnny Quest ripoff, not as uh, a... yeah. Wasn't Johnny Quest on that show? Action yeah. Johnny, yes, definitely on that show. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, uh, Adventure Brothers is just a satire of all those cartoons from like the 60s exa- yeah. And 70s, it's, it's not so. it's not a good idea to call the Venture Brothers any one thing besides right. canceled. 
So, so like, and, and, and like my big, my big issue coming into this game is I don't mm-hmm. know from horror movies. So no, in no, terms okay. of horror movie tropes, I'm not entirely sure if there is a character in, in those horror movies that kind of fits into that. They're the investigator. They're the, the person who right. wants to look further. The, 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 he's mm-hmm. the Vel, he's the Velma of from mystery team. See, I like Mystery Team, but I don't want him to be incompetent. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think That's if fair. you guys haven't seen, uh, Mystery Team with Donald Glover, I Fun definitely stuff. recommend it. It's some of his best work. Uh, and it really talks about, it really shows that, that genre. It's in my, it's in my teen detective lore. Um, mm. so like, I like the idea of like definitely instead of, I think we should talk about this later because I don't think is this stuff that I should be talking about my character now, like details about who he is and what he's doing, or are we really just talking about tropes? I, I mean, we could do like we're doing tropes, and like if it helps, like it doesn't have to be based on horror. It could be based on like who he hangs out with in school, or like what his kind of habits are. Is he like a loner type? Is he like a popular guy, like a mathlete? Like what's the headset? Because you're saying he's a yeah, smart you know, guy, the popular kids, yeah, the mathletes. <laughs> I have man, Spencer's mm. Folly is a weird place. We got a t- fair, whole bunch of industry. Point. We got furniture going. We got lumber. Like takes a lot of brains okay, to make I, that happen. I, I think I think conspiracy theorist is in terms of the ones that they provide the closest to what I think he is. Mm. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a conspiracy theorist like Jeff is a conspiracy theorist or like Kit Russell was a conspiracy theorist. You're more aware. Uh, I don't even know. Is that what you chose? Is that what you chose as your trope? Uh, yeah, no, I built one. What? Oh, you mean from season one? For season one? No, I, I built one. Yeah, it was a yeah. scout mixed with something else. I mean, so is it more in yeah, the... Yeah, it was ki- a scout conspiracy theorist. So more in the sense of like, you're, you're, is it, would you think KR is more aware and he's just kind of keeps an eye out for um like strange happenings or potential like threats like just he's much more uh, like um just aware of his surroundings like not to where it's like just a dumb kid i think where it is 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 he's he's yeah um i think it's like he's he's not he's not a conspiracy theorist in that there are weird things happening in the town and there are weird explanations for the town, Mm -hmm. but a child goes missing in the town and the town doesn't do anything about that child going missing. Why Mm. doesn't that child, why isn't this a bigger deal? Why are we, why are we ignoring all of these things? Right. That's a conspiracy. There is, there is some underlying issue happening here and that's where Mm. I think it's happening. So he's the dib. No, no. That's, that's... <laughs> I like it, like kind of like a reporter type, just to where you're aware. No, of, I was, I, no, I was genuinely trying to help. I, I'm sorry, no, I wasn't. Because no, dib, dib is, dib is like, like the definition of a conspiracy theorist. Yes, he mm-hmm. is right, but he's obnoxious. He's paranoid. He's all of these different things. I like it. Uh, a reporter, a yeah. a reporter, uh, yeah. uh, someone who works for their school paper, and I think I'll mm-hmm. really like. Oh, I'm very like, excited. Like, like. Uh, he's he's the 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 Betty uh, in Riverdale. If you there will. you go. Uh, okay, I actually cool. think that's really like 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 if you take Betty and and Jughead in mm-hmm. Riverdale, uh, and you you kind of boil down all of the teen drama to just what they do when they're trying to Hamburgers. solve the cases. They are teen detectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they are using their deductive skills to kind of. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, the reporter, I guess I would say, is the trope. Mm-hmm. I, I I like that. Well, and if you uh, think about it, I mean, re- reporter kind of does combine the ideas of detective and conspiracy theorist. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little package. And it's like it's like, and if I think about it, like like uh, Scream is like one of the only horror movies I really love, and mm. Courtney Cox played a, a reporter uh, doing that same kind of thing throughout it. It's like you like questioning things, and is it like you like sticking your nose in it, or you like you think it's more of like a subtle approach? Like you don't want to stick out so much. Are you an action reporter? I think it's 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 I I I'm not I don't pretend that I'm not what I am. Like mm-hmm. like everybody mm. knows, and one of the things I was gonna talk about, I don't know if it's appropriate to talk about it now, but I'm just gonna talk about it anyways. Um uh I I like the idea that he's been this child detective for the longest time in town. He was the child detective and he, everybody knew him as the kid who would solve any crime for, for a nickel. And okay. He's kept, he's kept that interest going on. So people look at him and like mystery team, they think, what the fuck is with this loser? Uh-huh. Like they like, what the fuck is going on? This kid is still acting like he was in, in middle school, he's still trying to solve crimes. He's still trying to do everything, but he's actually good at what he's doing. He actually has taken this very seriously. He is just not taken seriously. What were you going to say, Casey? You 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 gasped at one point when I was saying I did. stuff. Mm-hmm. Because this sounded familiar. So there's a show on Hulu uh, with with John Hodgman and David Reese, two of my favorite authors. It's called Dick Town. And in it, they play grown-ass teen detectives. named. One of them is named John Hunchman. And it's exactly that same thing. Like, they live on a busted-down old, like, uh, like houseboat. Except they're not good at what they do, or they can't find good cases. So I think that the fact that two of my favorite authors and, and comedic personalities had a similar idea is just supportive of your idea. This is a fun character. I'm digging this. Nice. Perfect. Okay, cool. K.R. Uh... <clears throat> Mr. Uh, DeSoto, what's uh, DeSoto's yeah, uh, trope, first, if you will? Why you gotta be putting labels on me, man? I don't need no trope. Alright. That's fair. No, um, <laughs> I, I genuinely don't have one. So, the reason I don't have one is because uh, it's a question of tone that I didn't have an answer to, and I didn't want to ask beforehand because it's good, it's interesting content. So... My idea of DeSoto mm-hmm. uh, is that he's like uh, a no good Nick criminal type okay. in the school, but I didn't know like where our tone was because he could really be one of two things. He could be either like a legit drug dealer, like he's actually doing physical crimes and drugs and scoring for all the teachers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, or he could just be like, hey, 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 Mr. Johnson. I got that imported cocoa you like. You can't even get chocolate this dark illegally in the United <laughs> States. So like, I, he's no matter uh, no matter what like level of darkness and grittiness grittiness we're doing, he's the guy who he, he got what you need. And if you don't got it, he can get it. I dig that. Like, it's it's not like a a, a it's a lone weirdo, but not being a weirdo. It's the connection guy. So he can like kind exactly. of exactly do the hookups. Exactly, kinda like, he's the connection guy. Like Josh Hartnett's character from uh. That's literally what I was thinking when Casey said that from the, the faculty, faculty, right? right? <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. See, I was thinking that one kid in Hey Arnold, the sixth grader. Uh, which kid? We haven't I... gotten there yet. 
<laughs> the little kid who's who like um You're talking about recess? He's like really small. No, he might be hey Arnold. Okay. He, but he can get what you need. I don't can't remember his name. So do, uh do you think Yeah, he like that episode where they're doing oh. the put him in the trash can mm-hmm. and the then weasel, he's like hey, looking I know kid. Yeah, that kid. Yeah, See, I know that I he's, he's know the guy that. who can get what you need. I also know that uh, there was a character like that in Recess. Uh, he had yeah. the trench coat and everything. He'd open it up. They'd be able to get whatever they want. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly the trope I was I was thinking of is that he's uh, I guess you could call him like the connection or the fixer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And whether we decide it's just like it's legit actually like drugs and genuinely illegal substances or whether it's just like rare and illegally delicious candy and fireworks uh-huh. and and shit like that uh either way he has he has clients among both the students and the teachers and instead of a backpack i thought he could have exactly that he could have a code of everything i i really like the idea that it's both mm. he definitely he definitely sells drugs like he has no problem cool Giving, giving the kids pot, giving the kids cocaine, giving the kids ecstasy, whatever they need. Um, sure. But also, like, he realized pot that, um, uh, especially because this is the 80s and it's the war on drugs, mm-hmm. kids are afraid to use drugs. Uh, oh he's realized gosh. that it's not as, it's not as, Profit- not as lucrative. Uh, not yeah. as lucrative. But he knows that when he does, when he does sell it, it's, yeah. it's, it makes a lot of money. It's a buyer's market. I like the idea of kind of a, uh, this sounds to me, Similar to like maybe a laid back slacker type character meets a like a loner type. Yeah, all right. Loner slacker. Yeah, because he slacker. he floats around and he's not mm-hmm. a part of any group or clique, but everybody knows him because eventually everybody needs him. Yeah, Desoto's the guy. All right, nice to meet you, Desoto. Jamal. I decided that Jamal is going to be the popular kid. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What's the with a little bit of wannabe. With a little bit of wannabe. Uh, Ooh, that's that is yeah. leveled. I like that. Aw, imposter syndrome. Yeah, he uh, he's popular, mm-hmm. but he's also the like he's not like the kind of popular that everything is just naturally comes to him. Mm. Like he's actually trying really hard to be cool and to be popular. Okay. Oh, buddy. Like you got to prove your place, kind <laughs> of a thing. Yeah, and like he's also unattractive. Uh-huh. But because he's so damn charismatic, you know, like that kid in high school mm-hmm. who were like, how did he get her as a girlfriend? Yeah. That guy. He's like, is the she Jay-Z. really going out with him? Yeah. So he's like just that charming and funny. But he... Right. Yeah. Well, a classic definition of how charisma doesn't ne- doesn't necessarily mean like Looks. attractiveness or physical beauty. It can mm. be a presence thing. It can be a personality thing. Yeah. I dig it. Um, Do you think uh, Jamal would be on the, the hockey team? Do you think he would like try to like like step it up into that rank and get that or curling? <laughs> he definitely does not like sports. Not doesn't like sports. No. He knows all about it though mm-hmm. because he's trying to get in where he fits in. Is he is he like a secret nerd? Like is he super into like anime and oh and yeah video games and Dungeons Dragons and shit like that? He's he's a jack of all trades. <laughs> okay, it's called Japanimation. First of all, I do this. Right. Yeah, he's a jack of all trades. He is, he doesn't do any one thing extremely well, mm-hmm. but he can do everything. Okay, nice. I like it. You're, so he's kind you, of a kind of a Ferris Bueller type. Kind of. Yeah, because Ferris Bueller isn't that isn't that good looking. Either. No, uh, <laughs> but if Ferris Bueller can 
is a master of everything. Yeah, yeah that's a point. Well, he's Ferris because Bueller he's imaginary. Like, we don't have time I, for that I conversation. Feel like, but I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel like Ferris Bueller is a good a good like yes, Ferris Bueller is good at everything, but but I like the idea because Ferris Bueller is is not very attractive. Beloved he's by about, all, not a very attractive person. He's uh, just he's pure still, curious, yeah. like, uh, charisma, all charismatic and sheer it's force luck. of personality. So, yeah, is it, is yeah. it, Basically, yeah. Is it is it charisma? Like, because you said like he tries really hard. Does he like like he is it super into sports? But does he like study sports? Like like like. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He could like he can that. tell you who won the MVP. Mm. He can tell you riddle off hockey team stats and all that stuff. Okay. Go Leafs. I dig this. This is a very intriguing uh, leveled. Com- this is a good uh, combination. Character. Yeah, man. I, I, it's uh, just based on what I got in front of me. It's kind of uh, math leadish a, a little bit, but um, also like wannabe and math lead. But like, I only say that just because of the intelligence factor. It doesn't. It's not what I mean by Jamal just being like secretly, you know, on the debate team or something of that assortment. Right, because he puts yeah. because he puts effort into it, and that requires that he be that he be smart and dedicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brains is my second my second stat. No, my third stat. Well, actually, yeah, let's start. We're going to jump right into character stats. And um, character stats is pretty much uh, your strengths or your weaknesses in a way, how you play the game uh, in Kids on Bikes. And uh, with Kids on Bikes, anybody can kind of have skills within reason, like to where it's like, oh, I grew up around a farm so I can lift heavy things. Therefore, my brawn's going to be higher kind of things of that assortment. So. Sure. Based on character stats for your characters on the things that we've just discussed, uh, K, uh, Anthony, for KR, what do you got for me with the stats? Uh, his brains is his number one. Number one, uh, so is it 20? He's, he's very good at, 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 yeah, so the, the, the plus 20 is going to be, or the 20, the D20 is going to be the, um, his brains. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, number two, I think, is his um, flight. That's the D12, right? I believe Correct. so. Yes. The the dodecahedron. So he's smart and uh, quick. The, yeah. And I, I like the idea, like, he... He in any situation, like he he's he's not a fighter. He doesn't try to fight. He he is not there to fight. He's there to assess what's going on, try mm. to get the best story. What a scoop. Uh, so I think the next one, his D ten, is going to be his charm, uh, because I also think I also think that he's like the kind of person that really like sometimes needs to talk his way into some place. Some actually, I'm changing that. Uh, the charm is going to be the twelve. The flight mm. is going to be the ten. Because okay. I think, like, one of the aspects of being a detective is sometimes he's going to need to get into places that he may not necessarily be allowed to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people don't really take him seriously, but he's still very, very good at manipulating and... And right. uh, and that could work to his advantage sometimes, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be it getting into situations or getting out of situations. Yeah, the D8 is going to be uh, Grit. Your grit. Uh, the D six is going to be brawn, and uh, the D four is going to be uh, fight. Fair enough. That's out. That's a that's shaping up we really well for close to the same stats. Yeah. Oh, for Jamal as well. <laughs> we have yeah. most of the opposite stats. 
<laughs> that's good. Opposite stats are good because balanced it means yep. balanced group more and all that. balanced party. So uh, with DeSoto, what are we looking at uh, for DeSoto's stats, Casey? So DeSoto, being an entrepreneur, yeah, yeah. a man of the people with mm-hmm. clients everywhere on both sides of the fence, his Naturally. charm is his 20. Ooh, good. Okay. Uh, his brains is his 12, because he actually has a pretty good mm-hmm. head for business and like being able to keep track of stuff. Uh, his fight is a 12 because as a shitty teenage drug dealer in the 80s uh he has a katana from that shop in the mall and has definitely spent a lot of time (laughs) just just snow crashing around with it Uh and uh has probably gotten into at least one scuffle here and there so he's had to learn how to defend himself sure uh his brawn is an eight Mm -hmm. his flight is a six because he doesn't run if he's as important as he thinks he is they'll wait and if he's in a situation he needs to run away from that's his fault for being there in the first place right and uh his grit is a four because he is a lazy piece of shit (laughs) okay fair enough which kind of falls into that slacker type uh angle too so i like that and then uh jamal uh with your stats what are we looking at sounding like you're similar to the boy yeah, look at you. Uh, uh, obviously, charm. Mm-hmm. This is twenty. Uh, flight is going to be his twelve mm-hmm. uh, because he is not a fighter. He is a lover. Fair enough. And <laughs> he needs to get the f out of there. Uh, Ten is going to be his brains. Uh, grit eight, and then fight four. Okay. And you said fight was four. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so great. Uh, we got your guys' stats. We kind of got your tropes going on. So, um, next thing we need to know is your guys' strengths as well as your flaws. Uh, just what you kind of excel at and things that, you know, you don't really excel at. So with that, uh, KR, Anthony, how are we looking for, uh, two of your strengths and two of your flaws? Now, these are the strengths listed on the, yes. on the sheet here, right? Like the mechanical strengths. Uh, Oh, yeah, the strengths are the things you're checking off, right? Those are the things you're actually putting check marks. Correct, on. and you should get two. Yeah. Uh, you get two plus your base stat you get for the age you're in. So everybody uh, yeah. should have a check in uh, Rebellious. Right. Um, Correct. And uh, the two I picked are Intuitive and Lucky. Intuitive? And what do those do? Um, I don't think these ones have... Oh, wait, yeah, they do. Uh... Intuitive may spend one adversity token to ask the GM about my surroundings, an NPC, or the like. Uh, the GM must anis- answer honestly. Mm. Uh, adversity tokens. How does one get an adversity token? A- adversity Sorry, tokens in our in our game are called crunchy points. Yes, indeed. because crunchy points. We decided to do so. Crunchy points, uh, Nigel. If you don't mind me sharing this, by all means. Uh, Crunchy points. Uh, whenever you, this is one of the best mechanics of kids on bikes. Whenever you fail, it's really good. A stat. Whenever you fail a roll, yes, you failed it. But <laughs> like everything in life, when you fail, you learn something from it. You learn to be a little bit better each time you fail. And so, kids on bikes awards you whenever you fail. Uh, you get crunchy points. Crunchy points can be used to increase a roll. It can be spent on any one of your your kind of nice powers that you have. If they request a uh, a uh, a crunchy point, um, 
And sometimes you can ask the GM if you can use crunchy points for things that uh, maybe the rulebook doesn't say, but maybe the GM is willing to. Yeah, um, you can loan one to a friend if they're if they have a bad role and need help. Yeah. Uh, so the second one, uh, lucky, I may spend two adversity tokens to re-roll a stat check. So rather than adding one to a stat check, I may re-roll it. And then uh, for all of us, uh, for Rebellious, we all get plus three to rolls when persuading or resisting persuasion from children. And mm-hmm. add plus three to rolls when resisting persuasion from adults. All right. Very good. So uh, his flaws. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got two big ones, and they're really, really big ones. Uh, number one, he... What were you going to say, Casey? You look like you're going to say. Oh, that. I was just going to say, and flaws don't have any mechanical ramification for no. the player, right? Like they're they're just something for the GM to capitalize on. Right. Yeah. You can okay. put you can put characters in situations. Number 1, KR is very very willing uh to break the law. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is, he nice. is extremely willing to break the law. Um fuck the police. <laughs> his, his his entire mindset is he will solve any case for you. That is his guarantee. Mm-hmm. And he will solve any case through any means necessary to solve that case. Which means if he needs to break into the school late at night, which means if he needs to, uh, like, like, uh, steal, set fire to something, do stuff that, uh, would otherwise get him in huge trouble, he mm-hmm. is definitely willing to do that. Uh, Ooh, and then the nice. second flaw. So much arson. <laughs> and then the second flaw is, uh, he undoubtedly, uh, and almost by design inserts himself into extremely dangerous situations. Okay. He's a nudge. And, and so, uh, and, and like I said, it's almost by design. So if he knows that there is, uh, a secret murder cult meeting that's meeting mm-hmm. in the abandoned train tracks down the street. Like he's, he is not only going to go to that murder cult meeting, but he's going to figure out some way to insert himself within that group, uh, mm-hmm. hoping that he's lucky enough that he won't get caught, um, uh, yeah. from that whole situation. I dig it. You got to get the scoop. That's great. Noise. All right. Perfect. What a scoop. The Soto. Yes. Hello. What's up, buddy? What What's your strengths, you? man? What are you about? I'm just hanging out. You know me. Always down for whatever. Great, buddy. Uh, DeSoto's two biggest flaws are slovenly, because Sloven. he's a lazy piece of shit, mm. and deceitful, because he's a lying piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> okay. And I've got his, got his strengths right here. So, uh, my... My strengths actually feed into one another in a mechanical feedback loop that I think maybe the designers of Kits on Bikes did not playtest thoroughly. <laughs> um, no, no shade on uh, gentleman Doug who started that big group we were invited to. Thank you so much. Mm. Um, so his his strengths are easygoing. Okay, which uh, every time I fail a roll, uh, I get two crunchy points instead of one. Nice. And prepared, which allows me to spend two crunchy points to just so happen to have an item upon me. Okay. Not like, you know, a sword or the MacGuffin or whatever, but just like something. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just got to shoot me thin of these, you know, because he's he's the man who's got what you need. Like a lighter or like mace or, yeah. you know, just any just any little any little happenstance of a what's it. Yeah. 
It's prepared. And he's got rebellious, of course, because he's a teen, and that fits in perfectly with his, you know, uh, slacker criminal persona. Right. It somehow works with all your guys' like, characters. This is really exciting. Well done all around. This is so good. <laughs> this is the best part of this game. This is a very good game, and this is this the town, the, like the world building and the character building are easily the highlight of it. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked where the story's gonna go with your guys' characters so far. This is I'm this is very intriguing. And speaking of Jamal, but enough about me, Jamal. Uh, so my uh, Jamal strength is going to be cool under pressure. Mm-hmm. This guy thinks he can charm his way out of anything. And I mean anything. And he's usually right. Rightfully so. Cool under pressure. I like to think that Jamal, like, they gave him a letterman's jacket because they just assumed he did something <laughs> to earn one. And he's like, no! Yeah. I didn't... I don't know. He absolutely would take that letterman's jacket. Oh, yeah. Totally. Finally. Right? Yeah. Um, intuitive. Intuitive. Uh, he trusts his guts. He, he's, he's, he's very guarded. Mm-hmm. So... He's going to trust that that uh, intuition to get him through. Steve, do you have the description of what Cool Under Pressure does for you mechanically? Uh, uh, may spend one adversity token to take half of your die's value instead of rolling on a snap decision. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you need to roll, like, uh, your, your charm or whatever... Uh, instead of risking your whole die's worth of a roll on there, like... Because your, your, your charm is your 20, right? Yeah. Yeah, so instead of risking rolling a 1 or a 2 on a potentially big roll, you can spend a crunchy point there and just take the 10, because that is half your die's mm-hmm. value. So you can just yeah. take the 10 plus whatever you know situational bonus you might have. And then intuitive, I can spend one adversity token to ask the GM about my surroundings, an NPC, or the like. Nice. Uh, the GM must answer honestly. So you and... Thony, that's you, yeah, you, the good moor. Jamal and KR on the same level. On the other side, what are your two flaws? Uh, insecure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Which I'll get into whenever we talk about backstory. Oh, but Fair imposter enough. syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or uh, frog complex, as Dan Harmon puts it. <laughs> and then I wrote down reckless, but I think I changed... When I picked my fears, mm. I changed that. So... I'm going to change that right this second as soon as I find it on my phone. Uh-huh. That's why I'm talking <laughs> no. to buy time to find what you, I'm you don't to have say. to vamp. We have yeah. editing, and that's that's the beauty of this game is that like you can just be inspired and jump to like something that you're like, oh no, this feels right. Like that's what this is all about. And we're gonna go. Okay, we're gonna go. Self-centered. Self-centered. Ooh, that, right. That tracks. Yeah, that is right at the core of that. Okay. Now, um, so there we go. We got your guys' uh, strengths and flaws. Um, and this is an option. I got it lined up. Uh, well, I mean, it's an option in the sense of how much you want to go into details about it. Uh, your guys' race, ethnicity, your gender, and your sexuality. Like, mm. how your characters are and which can affect the story or not affect the story i mean we, i got it to where it's a like a overall story but we can have it to where it affects if needed what's up anthony so so 
I, I, I was going to make a joke. I'm going to play a straight white male because that's uh. what I do. And then I realized, actually, I <laughs> that, in any of our podcasts, yeah. I've not actually played a straight white male. Uh, nope. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, he's, he's, uh, white. He's, mm-hmm. uh, heterosexual, like, yeah, boring. <laughs> and then, uh, what, uh, what are your pronouns? Or is it, uh, he, him? It's he, him. Okay, cool. Which I really appreciate that, that, that is becoming standard fare for everything, yep. regardless right. of, of, like I really hope at some point in time in our future, um, people would just say, "What? What's your pronouns? What do you prefer to be called?" Yep. Yeah. It's a very basic consideration. Just call people what they want to be called. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, it's funny on TikTok. Like, if you go to people's profiles, they have their even if they're cis, like they have their pronouns on mm-hmm. there, which I thought was same cool. thing on Twitter. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a mark of of solidarity and and normalizing a thing that should be normal anyway. Uh, I have I I have very strong feelings about calling people what they want to be called. I think that names are incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. and that when you refuse to call someone what they want to be called, whether that's a chosen name or pronouns or whatever, you are saying you don't get to decide what you are called. I do, right? And that is an act of profound spiritual violence. Oh yeah, the Muhammad Ali beat the snot out of some dude who refused to call him Muhammad that's right. Ali. Exactly. Uh so that's that's yeah, I'm I'm really glad that um pronouns and names of choice are uh let me just say I'm uh I'm glad all of these articles even from the past say Elliot Page. Yeah. And like and that's the that's yeah. definitely the beauty of this game and the format is respecting uh everything about pronouns sexuality uh even to where it's like uh be it to where it's 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 for it's inclusive 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 i think is the right word for everybody so um we can have it to where you can be and do whatever you really want and to where there's no judgments so that's what's up making the world we want to see exactly well cool okay all right and then uh desoto what up what's up man uh pronouns the soto uh the soto is he him Mm -hmm. the soto much like uh the science officer on starship voyager by elana torres Mm -hmm. is half spaniard and half uh sort of question mark his mother is from new orleans Mm -hmm. and has uh a little bit a little bit of everything in there with all with all the cultural whatnot that entails okay but yeah his dad hails from spain and uh, as far as orientation goes, I, I mean, yeah, you, you know what gets the Soto's motor running? Money, money. There you go. Uh, if I could, if I could <laughs> make also, also is money. a Star Trek reference, uh, uh-huh. like up? Deanna Troy, the Soto's uh, accent is from nowhere anybody's ever heard of. <laughs> He's like, I'm from everywhere, baby. I love it. I, I that that, that uh, I I was looking at my time hop today. And uh, a very, very real and angry complaint about Deanna Troy's father being introduced in the late seasons, having an American accent, uh, because Deanna Troy speaks like her mom has this very, very like 
like old Broadway-esque kind of way of talking. Incredible, and, very Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. And and her dad speaks like an American. And I'm just thinking, why does she talk the way she does then? It makes no sense. Yeah. The same thing. Your dad's Hispanic. Your mom's from New Orleans. You don't sound like either of those kinds of people. I sound like DeSoto, baby. <laughs> One and only DeSoto. Yeah. And then uh, Jamal? Uh, pronouns? Uh, Jamal is he, him. Yeah. He is straight black guy. Straight There you go. Guy. Cool. Okay, great. Now, uh, we're going to start getting into uh, completing the questions, uh, finding out your guys' re- relationships about one another. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, you guys know me. <laughs> so, uh... uh KR, um, how do you feel with, uh, with DeSoto? Do you know the guy? Do you like him? Do you not like him? You kind of neutral on him? Um, yeah, he's, he's my guy. He's, yeah, buddy. He, he's my guy. Like, 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 uh, like I needed a key to, to some warehouse that nobody's ever heard of that just randomly opened said, up. What color? Like, like like a few months ago and mm-hmm. and this guy like 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 he's like he's like oh that yeah like like uh you want the master key you want the you want the the administrative key do you want the key to the secret the secret bunker at the very bottom that nobody knows about like all of them like like didn't matter he had everything nice so usually that's and- the soto promise baby so um okay uh so so you would describe yourself as a friend of DeSoto. Hold on, let me. I had asked this. Did we actually talk about that we knew each other as kids? Because I don't think we've actually mentioned no, that. and that's fair. No, we didn't. So talk about okay, I will bring that up now. Thank you for reminding me. So uh, what it is with uh this particular group is they all went to kindergarten together. They were all friends from there. Um, it was very kind of uniform. They all kind of grew up. I'm assuming out here in uh. Spencer's folly. So everyone starts off on the same level. And then depending on whatever social groups they go into or whatever feelings they have about people, you know, cause I'm, there's a lot of the times where it's like, Oh, I'm friends with a friend because my parents are friends, you know? And like, yeah. you don't necessarily, they live next door to yeah. me. They are my friend. So it could yeah. be at a convenience or it could be a, a true best friend. This is up to you guys at this point, based on uh, how all of you interact with each other. So you're saying that you are good friends with DeSoto. Like you guys are so close. I don't know if, and if, I don't know if, Friend is the correct term for Okay. DeSoto's my guy. DeSoto, like, 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 he... Exactly. He gets it. Yeah. Like, like... Keep a respectful distance. So, uh, this is, this is... Nobody, maybe Melissa will understand this reference mm-hmm. I'm about to make, because uh, nobody else went to Lancaster High School. I mean, uh, Palmdale High School, uh, when my older sister went to Lan- uh, Palmdale High School. Sorry, I Great went to Lancaster. Re- I, this is... It doesn't matter. Okay. So, uh, there was a guy named Byron that used to go to the school. He was basically the entirety of the school's drug dealer. Mm-hmm. So, sure. <laughs> every group. One man operation. I respect it. Every group. Doesn't matter if you were a burnout, if you were like a prep jock, whatever nerd. Everybody knew this guy named Byron. Uh huh. <laughs> so it's that same kind of thing. Like, I think nobody would have a problem saying that DeSoto is their friend. Like, cause he's, but 
he's not going to be the guy that's getting invited to to hangouts or shindigs. He's oh no 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 he's and he wouldn't accept. Yeah, like so, he's he's just kind of there. Um, but uh, he has proven to be a real great resource to um to KR's uh happy to help kind of kind of investigative stuff. So uh he does like invite him to certain things uh mm, right. investigative and he'll go once in a while yeah, investigative stuff every so often so do you see it more of a positive uh a negative or you don't yeah, really it's a positive know? it's a positive. a positive it is a okay. positive relationship uh just not close not so, a close relationship with that, i don't know what DeSoto's first name is it's okay i don't think most I, I people mean, do that's sometimes how friendships are it's just you know them by their nickname and that's it and that's okay um, i'm gonna start i'm gonna roll a d20 right now and then I'm going to ask you a question from that. You ready? Based around DeSoto. Okay. So you're asking Thony a question yeah. about KR's relationship to DeSoto. So, okay, there we go. Uh, so why do you have a bond with this character that can never be broken? That can never be broken? Uh, DeSoto has... Tell the boy, I'm your guy! DeSoto has dirt on him that... Yep! Uh, eh... Mm-hmm. It, I don't want to go into too much details about it. Uh, oh, I could. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a mutually dis- deterred destruction thing. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, certainly. Uh, both of them have, uh, and again, it's because, like, like I said, Kr, uh, Kr does like like has no problem doing illegal things if it helps him solve the case. Right. And uh, Desoto is a scumbag who who oh, yeah. <laughs> just lives in the the seedy underbelly of uh, the Alaskan Canadian wilderness. Between the law, right? Um. Uh. But yeah. So it's it's it's. And I don't want to say like he didn't. Kr has never done anything like like. There's not like that big reveal that's gonna like show what horrible thing he did. But it's mm-hmm. yeah. They both have enough dirt on each other uh-huh. that regardless if one of them is going down both of them are going down and they're going down hard Correct. and they're going down on fire it's how we maintain our professional relationships okay. it's it, it's a mutual respect and courtesy mutual. based on the fact that we could fucking destroy each other <laughs> at any moment it's a uh, it's a bridge you're both standing on i like it exactly so uh and then uh kr uh uh what's your relationship with jamal you feel uh, you, got, you think it's like best friends as children, mm-hmm. but, um, I like, it's, it's more than even we've like moved on and moved to separate paths. Like we don't really like each other um, oh, it's negative. Okay. for whatever reason, like, like maybe I'm just kind of resentful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. I- Steve, like if you don't, if you don't like what I'm about to say about this, you can definitely say that like, don't no, I don't like this. We're not going to do this. Well, or it can be KR's perception. Exactly, and Jamal could be like, "He's my best Jamal's. friend." This is this is something about the backstory that I want to mention. If if Steve is not super into it, we don't That's have okay, to do that. But because I will I like be asking you a question based on this too. We were almost like a a detective crime solving duo when we uh-huh. were children, Ooh. and and Jamal decided like he for whatever reason he didn't want to do it anymore and. KR's really kind of resented that for a long time. This like, is good. He feels betrayed by it. I he feels like 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 Jamal had something very real. Him and Jamal had something very real going on. Okay. Uh, 
and he threw it away for the thin veil of popularity. He was your the partner. Superficial, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're okay like... with that, Steve. If you don't, like, I can. Oh yeah, there's. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely work with that with with my backstory. Okay. Then, well, and that and that can be like I mean, those events can have mm-hmm. physically transpired that Jamal said, "I don't want to do this anymore." And from KR's perspective, it can be, "Oh, he's just shallow and wants to go off and be." And Jamal can sure. have his own reasons. Okay, yeah, so absolutely. pertaining to Jamal, I will ask you now: Who uh, you hurt this character years ago, and why can't you apologize about it? Oh, he said some fucked up shit. Because I don't actually believe that I was in the wrong with what happened. Okay. So KR is very ethical. Like, he has these these bindings. Yeah, he's, he's a lawful like. neutral. He's... Right. Uh, I think it would be. Um, I, I don't know if he ethical is the right thing. Because he's not ethical. I mean, he That's has his own that. code. I don't even know if he has his own code. So, You're about the truth. Uh, I think I think what probably happened in this situation, and mm-hmm. one of the reasons why Jamal decided he didn't want to do this anymore was was uh, Kr being super reckless and being super willing to put himself in horrible situations took it a step too far. It took it a step way farther than than Jamal Jamal even consented to doing. Jamal like Shit expressed that he wasn't comfortable with what was happening and. KR, at the end of the day, they solved the mystery. They solved the case. It was awesome. But at what cost? And in KR's mind, he's like, we solved the case. Why are you still mad? You didn't get hurt. Nothing bad happened. Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong because I did what we were supposed to do, which is solving this mystery and solving this case. Okay, cool. Like, that's that's really if great. If you're okay with that, Steve. I can work with that. Okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scoot over to DeSoto. I'm I'm really intrigued about DeSoto. Scoot on over, bud. So, what can I get so, you? So, uh, what's up, man? What do you think about KR? Like, are you guys like, are you, is that your guy? Are you kind of like not so sure KR's, about him, or you you don't really know? KR is the coolest fucking guy. He's your guy, he's huh? Awesome. He's my guy. And see, here's the thing. So, as a man with many connections and a man who services many needs, mm-hmm. uh, it. Is in the nature of my profession to come into a certain amount of information sure. about people. And frequently, these people would prefer that this information not become public naturally. Knowledge. So, so naturally, I hold on to that information mm. <laughs> just in the events that ever I should need it. And KR, uh, he started out honestly as an outlet for that. Mm. Cause like, he's the reporter man, right? Like, he's got all the sources. So he can get me new dirt sometimes if I need it. And if ever I need to drop a bomb on someone who betrays me, A, Guess what, Mr. School Newspaper Man? I have got a story for you from an informant. So that's how we started. I out. dig it. You, but uh, good for business on both ends. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a healthy business relationship. There was a mutual respect. We both got that each other was doing what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good times. But as it went on, you can't help but like the kids. He tries so damn hard, mm-hmm. and like. I'm afraid one day he's going to throw himself at something, and it's not going to be the something that breaks. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I try to help him out whenever I can. That's fair. No, But uh, I like the kid. I like the kid a lot. He's my guy. So, with uh, JR, what's an aspect of this character's personality do you try to use as a model for your own? Uh, he was actually why I started keeping a uh, notebook of my clients. Uh, when I first became a businessman, mm. when my entrepreneurial career began here at, uh, at Moosening High, 
Um, I tried to remember everything. I didn't really have a system. And then once he started talking to me, I saw that he had, he calls it a bujo. Uh. And I'm not sure what that stands for. I think it might be Japanese. <laughs> but he's got this notebook and he's got a very detailed system of keeping information taxonomically organized. And I said, that's it. That's what my business enterprise needs. So I asked him if he could teach me how to be organized, how to keep information in such a way so I could always land it when I knew it. And admittedly, like, his information doesn't need to be secret, so he doesn't keep his in, like, Spanish pig Latin the way I do, mm. but still. <laughs> I, I would like to change one aspect of that. Uh, what the fuck well. is a bujo? I've never heard of it before. <laughs> and number two, it's a trapper keeper. I, I'm... <laughs> okay. It's going to be a trapper keeper because because it's the eighties and I already had decided he keeps. No, a that's great. Tony B- B- Bujo is just an abbreviation of bullet journal. Yeah. It was just a dumb joke oh. about. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I would never have gotten it. <laughs> that's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, cool. And then um, with Jamal, uh, what do you think about Jamal? I think Jamal is a market waiting to be tapped. That kid <laughs> is going to break one day. And when he does, I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe he wants rare imported soda you can't get anymore because it's made with illegal adrenal gland extract from Portuguese mm. monkeys. Maybe he's going to want weed. Maybe he's going to want any fool thing. It doesn't matter what he wants because he knows where he can get That's it. That's true. And it's right So here. he's marinating. It's a, it's a new client coming up. He is a project in progress, and I have, on occasion, mm. uh, sidled up to him and uh, offered him congratulations on his exploits. I have said, uh, you know, good job on your, on your whatever this thing, your Leatherman jacket is very handsome. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, just trying to ingratiate myself to him a little so, bit. And see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The business I'm in, like any customer service, customer front business, is fundamentally a people business, and I'm a people poison. Sure. So... As much as I try to keep it professional, again, I can't really help but like the kid. Both of them, both Jr. and and Jamal, they both Kr. Try. Uh, I really, so... really need to stress that it's Kr. It's yeah, it's not Kr. I apologize, K- Kr. Yeah, I apologize. It's his brand. You uh, gotta... Both Kr <laughs> and Jamal, they try so hard, and I don't know why they're not friends. It seems like the two of them would get along real well. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> You sound kind of like Coach Steve. I mean, it took me a long time to think about that. Oh my god, Coach a little Steve. bit. Who's Coach Steve? From Big Mouth. I have so never good. seen Big Mouth. Oh, it's, I thought you were going to say Coach Z. It's and pretty I got good. Really excited. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Are you going to pull the picture? Continue. Okay. Yeah. There's a okay. gift. There's a gift in the chat if you guys want to look at the gift. Sure. Yep. High five. Okay. Can I can yeah. I ask you a personal so, question? I'm sure you're going. Okay. To. Uh, with Jamal. What up? Do you got a nickname for him that, like, you don't really tell him? <laughs> Do you? Do uh, you? Well, <laughs> um, I d- see, here's the thing, is that, um, uh, no. No nickname. <laughs> see, here's the thing. Somebody doesn't get a nickname until they're a client. Okay. Because I gotta, I gotta get a sense of them and, mm. and what they need. Right. Like, uh. You know, so it's it's based on that. It would be presumptuous because I don't. Uh, it's not my place to predict what his taste might be, what need I may cater to. It, it depends on him, and then then we'll figure out how to how to communicate with one another. So instead of uh, so instead of the future about this potential customer, um, can you tell me the first memory you have of Jamal? Wait, sorry, hold on. Uh, I'm going to uh, ask if you backtrack because I definitely know you. 
I we have, I've bought lots of things from you over the years. Oh sure. Oh okay sure yeah absolutely. Then uh you're a long time customer. Long time customer. And you have a nickname that I will think of later when I've known <laughs> your name for more than forty five minutes. Fair That's enough. okay. I mean, if you want, we can like jump over to Jamal and then jump back over to uh, uh Desoto. No, I don't want. I don't want to try to think of the nickname on the on the on the fly. I'll I'll think of it later. Okay, it's a private nickname. Like it, it, that's we'll find that out later potentially. I dig it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I've known him a long time, long and time. he is uh he's a, a long time customer. And what he needs from me is his business. Don't worry about it. Fair enough. All right, uh, I'll stay out of your business <laughs> because I'm not going to decide that about Steve's kids. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of Jamal, though, uh, so we, you know, we've been hearing about you and Kr like kind of seeming a little bit negative, like. You guys had like a friendship, and then like it kind of fell out, right? Like, oh yeah, we used to be best of friends. Mm. Like, I mean, sleepovers and and like our parents know each other and sure. everything, whole night. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he got super into investigations, which was fine. I I enjoyed going um, investigating with him sometimes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, he became so obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and just like, just so consumed with it. And I just, you know, I went on him with one more investigation and I just kind of had it. No, I mean, I get it, man. Like you guys had different interests and you went your different ways. Well, it's not even just, just different interests. Like Mm -hmm. something, something big happened to me. And I was trying to tell him, but he was so interested in the investigation that he just completely blew off whatever it was that I was going through. Can um can I ask you uh, a secret? Yes. Uh, about Kr. Uh, what what's a secret that you're keeping from this character that would like dev- be devastating if they found out? Uh, one of the cases that he solved mm. is the reason my mom left me. Wow! Wow! Oh, shit! <laughs> Oh, that's oh, oh shit! This is so fucking good. <laughs> I love this so this much. is so good. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, man. Thank you for uh, thank you for your honesty. Uh-huh. Now on the other side, <laughs> on the other side uh, with Desoto, uh, he seems uh, to think kind of positive on you. You guys have been been kind of uh, piling around for a little bit, it seems like. But uh, what do you think of Desoto? Jam on rye. Oh yeah, that that's my guy. I mean, I am as clean as I am because of him. Yeah, fresh kicks. Oh, fra- gold chain. Uh huh. He's giving you the latest and whatever greatest. Whatever I need. Are you... Yeah, man. My my whole yep. style is because of this guy. Nice. It's in the new video. I got it the next week. Come on. Exactly. Granted, I'm not gonna invite him to my house because I don't trust him. <laughs> but no, no, completely understandable. No, no, no. I'd be insulted if you did. <laughs> so he's hooking it up for you, but like you're yeah. not so sure on like him coming over. So you kind of like you don't know how oh, you yeah, feel definitely. about him on a personal level, then, yeah. right? Oh, I couldn't be seen anyway. Yeah, no, it's fine. So, um, can I ask you uh, how far would you go to get to know this character, uh, to know Desoto, and why? Like, wh- how comfortable? Um... Like, how comfortable are you to be like? You guys good seeing each other out and about, or like at parties, or like you already said, like not at. No, I'd, I'd, I'd hang out with the guy. I'd, I'd be like, "Yo, it's the Soto for at a party." Mm. 
Jam and um, eggs. Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, getting to know him, I don't really have interest doing in that. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Good call. He's, he's your, uh, he's your department store pretty much. Just your hookup guy. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't cross business and pleasure. There you go. I dig that. Exactly. See, he gets it. Mm. He gets it. Very professional, uh, grouping. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, I love you guys. This is so much fun. All right. Uh, so, uh, just real quick, um, we're going to go into kind of, we, you know, we got your, your flaws, your strengths, how you guys feel about each other. I want to get a little personal now, uh, kind of cut to, uh, the root of this. And I'm going to start with KR. What is a fear of yours? Um, my fear is that I'm never going to be, I don't know if this really counts. Do you want like actual, like, I'm scared of ghosts or scared of. I did a rational and an irrational. I like that fear too. For precisely that reason. You can do, like, I like that. That way you can, it's going to be like something physical and then something that you need to overcome. Yeah. I don't think, did I ask, I think I asked you guys about your fears towards the end of season one, right? I think, so. yeah. And it, it ended up, uh, I mean, like we kind of had to not make them up on the spot exactly, but yeah, that, uh, if, the, oh, yeah, the, this that, implementation is good. Yeah, but I also like it was because I didn't know that I was going to be doing the thing I did until I sure, did it. sure, totally. Because uh, it was it was specifically because I created the Netherworld where both of your real fears right. came out. Okay, so uh, irrational fear. I mean, the rational fear is that mm-hmm. he fears that he is never actually going to be taken seriously or for something that he considers very real and very important to him. Okay. Um, He's always going to be looked at as the stupid five-year-old who tried to find kids missing pocket knives and missing cats. and not, Always always looked upon not, as a child. Yeah. Never, not taken seriously. Yeah. Okay. Irrational fear that there is no truth. He's definitely, <laughs> I don't know if this counts because I think this is for every kid in the town. If you want to tell me, pick another fear. He's definitely afraid of the streetlight killer. Uh, that's like, totally fair. I would also call that irrational fear. Definitely but. afraid of the streetlight killer. Mm. Uh, but I think that's like, I think if like, that's like a standard fare for everybody in Spencer's Folly, that would be on like the okay. list of all their, their Well, that's also like fair for the 80s, like to be afraid of urban legends. It, and yeah. it actually pertains into Stranger Danger and uh, Satanic Panic, Absolutely. which we were already talking about well, in the world building. So that's really yeah, good. Yeah, and because he's a reporter, he knows exactly how bad the child abduction rates in the United States are and have always mm-hmm. been. So he has more reason to fear stranger danger than most. Absolutely. Okay, cool. I like that being a shared fear. Here, here's what I'm going to say about the, 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 it, it, again, this is kind of a rational fear because ultimately this is Spencer's folly and mm-hmm. irrational fears are, are not that irrational except if you're Audie and you believe in vampires. And the dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, KR definitely believes that there are sinister undertones that are pulling strings in the town sinister um, undertones and first album. his fear is that he will eventually be one of the missing Ooh. children one of the, Ooh, yikes. the kids who disappear in the town which I also think is one of the driving reasons why he's so invested sure. in figuring out what's going on um because A self 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 preservation yeah oof ah yeah so good i love it and it's been something that like like he's like none of no 
like teenagers have ever disappeared. It's always been young children, but that doesn't right. like that's not something that he's ever shaken since he was a small child. No, it's a trauma, man. Because he still thinks of himself as a small yeah! child because everyone treats him uh, as a small bridges. child. It's so good. Well nice. done. Okay, uh nice. DeSoto, what's up, man? What up? Uh, uh, what, what uh you... not a lot. What's up with you? I I got I got to know your Irrational and then your rational, or your rational and then your irrational fear, if you'd be so uh, kind and honest. Uh, all right, so DeSoto's rational fear uh, is that his father is either dead or not dead. Mm. His father is not in the picture. They do not know what the state of his father is. And if they find his father, there's going to be trouble. And if he's alive, there's going to be more trouble. And if he's not, then his father's going to be dead. <laughs> so should uh, I stay or should I go for him? I dig it. Exactly. So the, uh, yeah, the sort of, the sort of quantum father is the only, is the only way to preserve mm. that, the sort of Schrodinger's dad situation. Good stuff. And and you're, you're providing as well. You're kind of stepping up and doing a father figure character for the whole town. Exactly. I like that. Exactly. Okay. Everybody. I'm everybody's dad. Now, everybody's a friend of the soda. Everyone's a son of the soda. <laughs> and then, uh, what's an irrational fear you got, bud? Fucking sunflowers, man. Sunflowers? Too tall. What are they hiding? <laughs> Why do they gotta see everything? <laughs> so is it like just the, like, it's not even like the small ones. Is it the ones that are kind of bigger than you? Like, it's like that they're looming even down? The small ones are gonna get big, man. Oh, it's the potential of like the heighten of it. Oh, man. Exactly. What if they never stop? That's so good. <laughs> then you climb it and then you enter the secret level. There you go. I don't want to know what's up there. No, absolutely not. Running around on clouds. Well, DeSoto. Collecting coins. <laughs> I thank you for your honesty, my friend. Uh, Jamal, man. What's a rational fear for you? Uh, his rational fear is rejection. Rejection. Because his mother left him and Oof. he feels rejected by her and mm -hmm. desperately misses his mother's love. Okay. Understandable. Yeah, man, you, you and DeSoto right there with the with the parent issues. We got kind of a mirror thing going on, yeah. yeah. And, and you, maybe you don't know about it, obviously, but that's that's really interesting. And then... So uh, yeah, we have like not we had all that have conversation. more in common than we actually <laughs> know. <laughs> Curious. Almost as if we're connected somehow. And then my my irrational... The corn ghost. Mascots. Mascots. Oh no! That's why he doesn't like sports. That's why he doesn't do sports. That's why he, that's why he doesn't, doesn't like sports. That's why he doesn't do sports. <laughs> Fuck! Oh no! Hell. That is oh, I, that is tragic. This is so good. The full potential. This is so good. Is it? Uh, can you can you uh -huh. kind of uh, give me a little detail? Like, is it the eyes? Is it like the idea that One you don't know what's life. in there? <laughs> is it that a mascot took your mother away from you? Like, what's going on? It's oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> No, I don't know. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm afraid my mother ran away with a mascot. No, no. Uh, they're they're creepy, man. They're just giant hands and feet mm -hmm. and eyes, Big and they're eyes. waving at Big you. Like you shouldn't be able to do a backflip in that thing. <laughs> no, creepy and agile mascot. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, thank you for your honesty, my friend. Okay. Uh. Uh, this next part is your guys' backpack. So this, uh, represents your character, actually. It's, it's, it's both what you have in it and what you don't have in it and how it looks and how it sure. doesn't look. So, uh, KR, you seem like an organized cat. 
What does your backpack look it's like? It's very organized, and he has he has it's almost like a bug out bag. Mm-hmm. Um, he he keeps his his trapper keeper in there. His trapper keeper has basically the compendium of all his notes mm-hmm. um, for everything. Um, he has a lock picking kit. Nice, um, nice. A buck knife um, that he can use Ooh. to cut things down and. Um, he has a spare change of clothes, a pair of shoes, extra pair of socks, and food, general snacks, snacky things. Yeah. In case, in case, like, cause, th- and this has happened before where, uh, the heat is on to him mm-hmm. and it's not going to be, if he, if he, if he, if he shows up in town, uh, he's, he knows that he's going to get caught for what he did. So he kind of just chills in the woods until, uh, the heat dies down. Uh, Flint, Flint, and st- uh, yeah, just a thing of Flint because he can use his buck knife to start the fire. Right, uh, and uh, road flares, road flares, and a book. Pass the time. <laughs> he has his, he has his notes. He doesn't need a book. Fair enough. Very good. Oh, uh, one other thing. One other. One other thing. Uh, he keeps he keeps the the emblem. Uh, of him and Jamal's old detective agency, uh, buried deep oh. within. Uh, he doesn't know why he can't get himself to get rid of it. Uh, but it's something that, like, he keeps with him at all times. That's great. Aww. Aww. Thank you very much. Uh, DeSoto. What's your bag? My friend. What's your bag looking like, my guy? Okay, first of all, I don't have a bag. Cause I'm not no kid. I okay, I got a coat, and my coat got what you need in it. My coat has, uh, I just wrote down tools of the trade because I wasn't sure if I was going to be a drugsman or just like a contraband candies man uh-huh. yet. So now that I know I'm both, <laughs> I have a coat full of drugs and candy. So it's full of like the most common things that people want from mm-hmm. me, you know, mostly weed or the shoes or yeah. whatever. So just, you know, small, small, low level stuff. Oh, uh, speaking of which, Thony, fun fact, uh, I own a set of lockpicks and was warned when I bought them that in these United States, if you commit any crime of any kind and are found to have lockpicks upon your person, that crime is automatically considered premeditated, no matter what it was. Nice. Huh. That is a fun fact yeah. to know. Uh, may I, may I throw something your way, uh, DeSoto? Please do. Um... There was a trope that Joel Schumacher was attempting in the 80s. Uh, I won't do he, the nipples. I won't no, do no, it. no. That he was trying to uh, have catch on as a, as a trend. But it might work in your favor uh, where he okay. had it to where uh, a character would wear two coats. Like he'd have it to where it's like a denim and then maybe like a, like a letterman's jacket or something like that. And I'm sure. just kind of factoring multiple pockets for you. Multiple goods. Exactly. Pockets everywhere. Pockets and pockets. Okay. Yes. Cool. Okay. Of, uh, Multiple what, coats. What, what is... Because that sounds very specific, and I feel like I've seen that before in a movie. What what movie did that happen? St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, but that's that's not... You said Joel Bravo! Schumacher, right? Yeah. Who directed St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, shit. But... So, I got the tools of the trade. 
uh, I got my notebook with my coded client information in, mm-hmm. and it actually is in, I said pig Spanish just as a short yeah. time, but it's actually a Spanish uh, language game called uh, Heringanza, which it's it's the same, like, mechanical principle, like you insert uh, a syllable between every vowel or some mm-hmm. shit. I, I forget exactly. But um, anyone who had a passing knowledge of Spanish would need to know that's what they were looking at in order to to do it. So it's it's fairly secure. Uh. So he's got a notebook with all of his client information, you know, their orders, mm-hmm. what they usually get, something he's special he's got to get for him, and also all of the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so got that. Um, and in the back of the notebook is a worn photo of him and his parents together, nice. where they're all happy and smiling. Also, Harlequin Romance. Ah, okay. Harlequin Romance like a conspiracy and militia catalog like you know those right-wing catalogs you get who are like buy a sword like you were a marine so when the when when antifa comes for you (laughs) and um those catalogs are so much fun and my my final was uh, a set of gaming dice because you had better believe desoto is a regular uh over at uh, what do we call it sanctuary video and games Nice. But not video games. Everyone thinks they have fucking video games there, but they don't. It's video and games. <laughs> Tabletops, man. Isn't St. Elmo's Fire a Brat Pack movie? God damn it. It's in the same genre, but it is Joel Schumacher that took it over. Like he but did it's not that. John Hughes? I don't think, I don't think he, he might have wrote it. I don't think he directed it though. So it's not but a it, John Hughes film. It might but be. But it written. is a Brat Pack film. Yes. Because of the uh, all the people that were in it, kind of like uh, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. There you go, man. I'm I'm gonna throw all sorts of '80s trivia at you. It's gonna be a good time. Also, I need you guys' help with the very last thing. I want Desoto to have something on him that he could use to appear legitimate at need. Mm-hmm. Like if he was just like, "Oh no, I'm just doing this perfectly legal activity," <laughs> but like. Like what? Like one of those like slider puzzles, maybe that nobody can do, or just like something cube. really dumb. A Rubik's a cube. What? It's a Rubik's cube. No, there we go. What are you yeah. saying, Steve? Sorry, yes. I didn't hear you. I said ball in a cup, <laughs> but Rubik's cube is much better. That, I think Rubik's cube, and if you and if you do the Rubik's cube just right, it opens up and there's a secret compartment. Inside. I love oh, so. so <laughs> it's, it's not the Rubik's cube. It's 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 the Hellraiser puzzle. Oh jeez! It is in fact <laughs> yes, it is in fact uh, Le Marchand's box, uh, but but nobody but... realizes that it isn't a Rubik's cube because <laughs> exactly. it's not that popular of a film. I yes. I do like that because it's also that like you're secretly um, smart and you need to constantly kind of stimulate yourself. Oh yeah, that's dope. Well yeah, I mean my brains is my right. twelve. Desoto's smart mm-hmm. as hell. He's just lazy. Fan- He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Thank you, Desoto. And then Jamal. What's your bag looking like, my guy? So, uh, to Jamal, he definitely abides by cleanliness is next to godliness. Uh-huh. So he definitely has some hand sanitizer in hand his sanitizer. bag. Hand sanitizer? Of course. Uh, he also has some cologne mm-hmm. to help keep of that course. charisma going. Drek uh, Noir. <laughs> exactly. Can I make a suggestion for Jamal? Yeah. Fanny pack. <laughs> That is. Fuck, that was was that eighties or was that nineties? That was very eighties. Uh, oh. the uh, they were certainly there in the eighties. Okay. I, yeah, okay, he definitely has a fanny. I pack don't mind. Though. I don't mind yeah. if you have a fanny pack and a backpack. Like that is something, and like the fanny pack can hold all no, your no, like. Okay, okay. 
So the modern version made from synthetic materials came into use in the 1980s, mm-hmm. but they were especially right. in vogue in the 1990s. So like I said, Jamal was ahead of yeah. the curve. He's always trying to be he, look at the, yeah, Jamal. That's the wannabe thing. And it, he had me or okay. So here's mm-hmm. the thing: he had me order it for him specially, and now he's trying to like make it happen because it was really expensive, and he's trying to get it yeah. to catch on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, and really he hates it because it's so small. What color it's, is it, by the way? He's not. It's catching on. Like, we got to realize, like, because cause Jamal's the coolest. Like, mm-hmm. everybody wants right. a fanny pack now, but nobody, like, the, like, like, nobody can get them because you had a special. Even order. I can get them. <laughs> uh, it's purple. It's purple. Purple nice. fanny pack. Purple fanny pack. I dig it. Um, and that's where I keep my hand sanitizer and my fake ID. Nice. Fake nice. ID. Could is the yeah, of the I, soda. I, I have a fake ID mm-hmm. too. Like, that's. Could <laughs> of the soda. That's another one. <laughs> I, of course. I have a fake idea in my back. Don't even know too. my real name. <laughs> I, I think that's that's a good one. For, I think all around everyone's got fake IDs. Have. That's that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a free fake ID with every with your first purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're like nine. Uh, he's got a fancy pin. Mm-hmm. Nice, because you never know when you need to sign a contract. Of course, but you got like a varsity Mont Blanc. So that's something I actually did in high school. That's actually like I carried around a fancy uh-huh. pin when I yeah. became a senior in high school because it was like you never know when you got to sign something important. I I <laughs> I walked around with disdain for everybody in my grade is, is a senior in high school. So <laughs> And then last but certainly not least, I have a uh Ziploc bag scarf. A Ziploc bag scarf? <laughs> That is great. <laughs> like a scarf made out of a Ziploc bag? Or no, like... no, it's a, it's a, it's a, a scarf sc- inside oh, of a Ziploc bag. bag. Cool. Okay. For freshness. Yeah. To preserve the smell. The soda oh, was very oh, I was gonna ask. Water, but it's not his you don't, you don't have to tell oh. me where it is, but that could be coming up later about where that scarf is. It's probably what you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Probably exactly we don't have to elaborate think. on that tonight, oh. but I dig it. I love it. You guys all had personal items in your bag, and I very much appreciate that. That's, that's, that's really fun good. to work off of. You guys, I think we might be good at yeah. this. I know. Right? I wanted to wrap up on, uh, just something that you guys give each other, like a trait or, uh, um, or a skill that like could help you further yourself. Kind of how sure. we did it to where I gave you quick and quiet and you gave me mechanics. Right. So, um, I'll have it to where, um, we'll, we'll do it af- alphabetically. So, uh, Anthony, you'll give Casey his Casey, Steve, Steve, you'll give, uh, Anthony his. So just one trait. Each. Yeah. And just something like, and a okay. reasoning why, like a, a back history just to where it's like, Oh, they're good at karate because we used to do, uh, okay. they're like a purple belt. Or something. I got it. I got it. Okay. So what do you got so, for DeSoto? Uh, so DeSoto's clients are the world for him. They're the mm. only things that, that are important to My him. People. Uh, he like, like, I mean, there is a source of money, but he takes care of his clients. He loves his clients. He's very loyal. That's what it is. He's a, he's a very loyal person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may be a shitbag, but if you're his client, he's not going to screw you. Okay. Fuck yeah. Code of honor. Perfect. Uh, DeSoto, what's something that about Jamal? So, so Jamal's whole thing of being, I don't want to say like deceptively smart because he is clearly very smart and works at it, but he's got like things he doesn't quite realize about himself. And one of them is that he has an incredible faculty for language. Mm-hmm. 
Like, he can just, he, his mind is just built to pick up on patterns like mm-hmm. that. So, like, he can't, he can't just start speaking French if he hears two people speaking French, obviously. But, like, he can, he can figure out codes. He's got a mind for patterns. And nice. that's one of the reasons DeSoto treats him so well, because he knows for a fact that if he got a hold of DeSoto's notebook, it would not be difficult for him to realize <laughs> that this is just, this is a really simple syllable, syllable replacement pattern and fill out all that shit. Okay. So that's a, that's a thing he respects about him. But yeah, he, he's got a mind for patterns and, um, and language. Nice. Yeah. Don't leave your Rupus cube around. Right. Me. Nope. Never once. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, Jamal, what's something about, uh, KR that, uh, is a good, uh, that, not a lot of people really know about. Uh, he is one of the best problem solvers I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I have Aww. never seen a situation KR cannot get himself out of. Nice. I I love that. Like you two are kind of mirrors of each mm-hmm. other's, and Jamal and I are are mirrors of each other in a different right? way. Yeah, and, yeah. And like listeners, I mean, we're all friends and we all know each other fairly well. But we didn't plan any of that. We hadn't discussed our characters with each Nothing. other at mm-hmm. all. We just we just came to the game with this, right. and I think that's magical. So there. Okay. No. Yeah. Absolutely. That is Anthony shaking his head <laughs> approvingly. Yeah. Okay. So with that. Um, um, you guys just gifted each other a, uh, various skills. So, uh, with KR, you're a problem solver. So I'm going to give you a plus two in brains when it comes to having to figure stuff out. And actually that's going to be the same with, uh, Jamal for your language and patterns. Like specifically if there's like, uh, a locked kind of, I don't want to say like a locked pick, but like if there's something to where it's like a dead language or something that comes across similar to what or codes, codes and stuff like that. Like puzzles. Yeah, you're going to have patterns in plus general, two and brains for that to help you out. And then, uh, with DeSoto, like even though made- you're, um, you know, you're, you're always on the hustle. You're always like helping out people deep down. You're loyal. And I think you should have like a plus two and grit on that. Something to where it's like okay. you're going to be dedicated into that. So that can kind of apply anytime I, you're helping somebody I, else out. Or if I you want to throw a suggestion. Oh yeah, that's when it's no, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. When he's helping someone else out, he gets that plus. Yeah. Right. So great. Um, KR, DeSoto, Jamal. It's very nice to meet you, and I can't wait. Thank you. It's a pleasure for you guys. I'm stoked, brah. To experience Spencer's folly this season. <laughs> Is Jamal a surfer? <laughs> no, God no. How the hell are Damn you it. supposed to surf in in Lake Goose Pond? <laughs> a lot of like paddling. All about effort. A lot of paddling. You gotta want it. You know what? He knows a lot about surfing. <laughs> he subscribes to every ESPN channel. Doesn't matter. How much he, he knows all the stats. So of course, yeah, he's gonna give you. He's gonna bring it all down for you guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys all so much. Uh, that was our character build. Uh, and next episode we'll be starting on episode one. Uh, at the movie theaters. What? What? Uh, Anthony, would That's you like nice. to send us out? Yeah, sure. Guys, take us out, Mr. Moore. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Peculiar Objects. Uh, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you guys supporting this show. 
Uh, we really enjoy making it, and as long as you guys love it, we're going to make it for you. Um, if you really want to support us, though, you can always subscribe to our Patreon feed. Uh, I think it's $5 a month, and you get to help support us directly. Uh, you also get access to uh, hopefully some uncut uh, versions of our shows uh, and mm-hmm. the pre-shows. And pre-shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today we talked about how the 700 Club still exists on, <laughs> on uh, Freeform. Um if you like our network, uh, we do have a bunch of other shows you can listen to. Uh, go ahead, go onto the network, please listen to them. You can listen to Dyson Virtue, a D&D 5e podcast with Dylan Casey and Christina. That was my problem. I didn't say Dylan first, uh, like I normally <laughs> no did. Worries. Uh, you can listen to The Jailed Field Report, a critical media study of Harold episodes, uh, with Casey and I. You and can listen to Squirrel Scouts. And one Rugrats episode. Uh, you can listen to Squirrel Scouts of America, an unbeatable Squirrel Girl, yeah. uh, podcast with, uh, Casey. Uh, Liz Layton and Andrew Orsi. You can listen to Honest Dave's Discount Cyber Magic uh, with Casey, Dylan, Nigel, uh, William, and I. Uh, yeah. And uh, potentially Sunday Drinking Buddies may be coming back. Yep. Uh, there's talks about it. I mean, it hasn't even came yet, uh, but we might start <laughs> recording some Sunday Drinking Buddies uh, episodes again. Uh, you can... Uh, follow us on Twitter at the underscore PO underscore box. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter. I am at El Chupacabra DLX. You can follow Casey at Twitter at Hotel Theotokos. Uh, you can follow Nigel at Twitter at Nigel Collins 87. And you can nice. follow Steve at Twitter at just another fat guy. Was that it? Yep. Just another fat guy eight, I think. Oh yeah, eight. eight. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> just another fat guy he ate something. eight. Uh, that's how he got to be the fact. I, I'm pretty, pretty proud of that because <laughs> I couldn't remember Nigel's, uh, Twitter password, Twitter name for oh. like five or six episodes when we did it. Well done, sir. You did proud it, bud. All right. That's it, everybody. Bye, everybody. Keep it till you creep it. Keep it creepy, y'all. Cue spooky. Interesting tagline. <laughs> Synth music. <laughs>